The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Hi, I'm Matt Lee. And I'm Vince Mancini. And this is Pod, Pod Yourself The Wire. A The Wire podcast where Vince Mancini and I go through every single episode of The Wire and, and talk, talk about, about it. it. Thank you so much once again for listening to the world's only The Wire podcast, The Wire. Uh, a show about how sometimes uh, you know, police, you know, work really hard, and then uh, I didn't come up with one in time. Uh, <laughs> fuck, fuck, fuck. It's okay. Uh, it's only the season finale. Fuck. Uh, I did everything else though. God, oh, did I work hard for this one? And then I saw that, and I forgot. Uh, the Wire, a show about uh, police sometimes. Uh, anyways. Uh, give us five stars in a review on all of the uh, apps where you can do that. And I just found out that you can um, you can comment on individual episodes on Spotify. Uh, hmm. People have been leaving all sorts of nice comments, uh, mostly about. I don't believe you. Okay, well, it's, some of them are nice. Some of them are this continuing joke where they say I only talk about children's feet on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> and um and I don't mm -hmm. I don't do that at all. It's just this running joke people do and sure. and and uh people are doing it real earnest. They're mm. doing it really re like I like as if it's real and that's I mean that's got to stop, right? <laughs> yeah. I, I mean just like uh, you know, put a smiley face or a wink or a lol. Yeah, sarcastic font. I mean, come on, sarcastic font it up. It's the bit sans. Is that the font that they use? I'm doing no, a bit there's, sans. Unfortunately, there's only one font. And so it's like you can't even jokingly do it. You, mm. uh, you have to put emojis. Put an emoji in between each one. Yeah. A winky, big winky face. But, you know, still, I appreciate the review. And if you have to do it, emoji? yeah, there we go. That's what yeah, they just do. just just do it. I don't I don't care. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, yeah, watch us on uh, YouTube, uh, YouTube dot com slash at Matt. Fratcast. Who's our guest today? Fuck you. <laughs> today, uh, we're going to be talking about from season three of The Wire, episode 12, <laughs> the season finale 
of season three, Mission Accomplished, and our guest today, oh boy, you know him from such great podcasts as The Daily Zeitgeist, and also Mad Boosties, a great NBA podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, everyone else, our guest today is Jack O'Brien. Hey, it Yay. me. I can it see you. my face. Look at that. How's yeah. it going, guys? Good. He's... Welcome to the world of video potting, bro. Oh, man. I'm, I'm going to just be checking myself out the whole time. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. really hard not to. Just a child off. on camera. Um, yeah, no. Vince is actually someone who, when we do Zoom calls, I didn't know this till way later, he turns self-view off. That's uh, be, cause yeah, crazy. He's a, yeah, that's what I think, too. It's like, I don't I, need that kind of... What do you look like at? I don't need that kind of self-consciousness, you know? Uh, I like being able to look at myself in a Zoom call because I like to know that I'm hot while I'm talking. Yeah, how do you test out your different looks during yeah, your Zoom it's, call? It's hotter when you don't know how hot you are. Everybody says that. Yeah, they that say true? that, but it's not true, Vince. Yeah, um, I don't think it's true. It's okay. a studied uh, knowing uh, knowing of your hotness while coming off as aloof, I think is. Wow. Yes. Actually, right, that's that's exactly. Hold on. Yeah. So. Yeah. I think looking hot and knowing it there's nothing hotter <laughs> i just love I just, it when I someone's just like say. yeah i'm hot fuck you and i'm like yes. yeah i'm a piece of shit um oh god i should have turned off the air conditioning i'm gonna get shiny um jack thank you for coming oh, on thank you matt uh, we we Two love to have enter, you one matt lieb that's right. That's right. That is my catchphrase. That's your catchphrase uh, on the Daily Zeitgeist. That's right. Probably um, other places, but well, it was. I originally did it on Good Mythical Morning, yeah. uh, and uh, I decided it was the funniest joke I've ever said. And I was like, I'm gonna reuse it. That's, you yeah, should. That's what all good comedians do. You should Great put it on work. a t-shirt. Honestly, I really should, but it only kind of works when there is two mats. Who yeah, have entered? That's and true. one Matt. I got to be near another Matt for the joke to really land. No, I think that actually muddles it up. I think it muddies the water. Okay. I think it's just okay. a fun catchphrase. One. All Matt. right, I'm yeah. gonna do it. Yeah, I'm. I'm gonna name my album that. There you go. Um. So, oh shit! Speaking of which, I don't have an album coming out, <laughs> uh, but I wanted to say up top for everybody, I uh will be fuck me. When is it? I'm and my wife, my wife Francesca Fiorentini. We're gonna be at the Punchline headlining the Punchline on a on a great date. The, it's such a good date. Fuck where? One of the best. Where Everyone's is saying it? what a good date. Everyone's it is. saying oh, what a great it's date in October is, and it's so good. The Folks? date. Uh, okay. Hands. It's one of the one of the greatest oh, dates. Okay, October seventeenth, yes, eight p.m. San Francisco punchline. Uh, uh, Francesca and I will be headlining. Please buy tickets now. There will be a link in the fucking in the thing. Jack. Yes. The the wire. The wire. What a show. Mm. You like it? Never heard of it. What's uh? Oh, what's it about? Um, it's about wires. No. <laughs> I did like <laughs> the the titular um from from. McNulty where he goes I caught him bunk on the wire yeah. and he yeah. doesn't yeah. even know yeah. it you did a full DiCaprio <laughs> pointing gif on that one I did yeah. remind me of the time when Tony was like I killed him Carm I killed him on the Sopranos 
<laughs> yeah, no, they actually a few times this episode they they say the liar from Cincinnati, <laughs> from Cincinnati. <laughs> the yeah. other great show. The, yeah. yeah, when we're talking the top, the top, the Mount HBO. Rushmore. I'm the best. I'm the best sports agent there is. That's why they call me Arlie Dollar Sign Dollar Sign. <laughs> <laughs> I loved that part. Mm-hmm. That was um, but have you seen The Wire? I have. I've seen it. So I, I had a, you know, I had the the thing where everybody told me it was the greatest show on TV for three seasons. Mm-hmm. And I had the only part of The Wire I had caught prior to season four airing was uh, the last 10 minutes of episode, the episode right before the one we're talking about today. Oh, yeah. So, I, so I've got Stringer Dying. Stringer Dying was the yeah. only thing I had seen of The Wire. It's not a, it's a weird place to start. Yeah, it's a weird we place out. to start for sure. And then I uh, watched season four because everybody, mm-hmm. when it was happening, everybody was like, this is incredible. And it was, and it's still probably my favorite season of television even though i watched it completely out of context and then i went back and watched everything else um but yeah Yeah. i I love the wire um this was this was a true treat to get to go back and rewatch it have an excuse to rewatch it Um, hell yeah yeah. love giving people that excuse and it's one of those shows that uh i mean how many times have you gone through it oh just once i don't i'm not a big rewatcher yeah i don't know I feel like I I just get well, anxiety guess, about how much other stuff I have to watch. Like I have yeah, so much just, stuff let's to watch. Let's just cancel this show. I think you talked me out of it, Matt. I think, yeah. <laughs> it's listen. What do you mean you're not a much of a rewatcher? <laughs> That's all I do, bro. Yeah. Every time, no, listen, it's pathetic, man. It's, I no, it's not. <laughs> I'm not pathetic. I'm actually good. Actually, yeah. <laughs> no, I I. Uh, it's for me. It's even if you're not a rewatcher. I would say it is probably got the best rewatch value of any TV show I've ever seen. Mostly because like um, not a lot of it hits the first time around. Mm. And uh, eventually, you know, sometimes it takes a few watches to enjoy something. I I feel that way with a lot of things. You know, first time I saw The Godfather, I was like, big deal. Yeah, snooze. He's a godfather. Like anyone could be that. You but were then mainly I focused it. on his role as a godfather of children. Yeah, yeah. yeah I know. I spent the whole time and... going like, when are they going <laughs> to fucking do the godfather service? Or More of the church stuff. I yeah. love the yeah. church. <laughs> um, but yeah, then I rewatched it 17 times. And on the 18th time, I said, good movie. I'm a so, big movie rewatcher. I'm not a huge TV show rewatcher. Just be, and, and not like, I'm not saying that's a good decision. It's just, sure. yeah, I, I, I feel like the, I'm always behind on TV and need to be oh, catching other stuff. I think for I the most it. part, that's a good decision. I don't think it applies to The Wire or The Sopranos, but, uh, right. but you know, generally speaking, I think those are the only two shows that I've rewatched. This might, yeah. this might have kicked off a new rewatching uh, spree for me of The Wire mm-hmm. and The Sopranos because I really uh, did yeah. enjoy it. Yeah. yeah, we do a lot of things like before the rest of the world catches on. Like that's kind of our thing. Yeah, we're kind of, of uh, people... trend, trendsetters mm-hmm. in a way. It's yeah. like we don't even know they're trendy when we're doing it. But yeah. then... Honestly, I was eating butt before it was cool. Yeah. Uh, and now everyone's eating butt. Like girls are eating butt, which yeah. is like, what? Too far. <laughs> that's 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 a man's job. Um but this is not a show about eating butt. Well, exclusively. No. Not exclusively. Exclusively? But, yeah. yeah. 
But this is a show about The Wire, and go. we, of course, cannot start the podcast without first playing the theme song. Pod. <laughs> pod. Got a pod, you're back. Pod. Podden. Podcast. <laughs> pod. Podcast. The Irish. Pod. <laughs> Season three. <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen, and everyone else, once again today, we're going to be talking about the season three finale of The Wire, season three, episode 12, Mission Accomplished. And this episode uh, premiered December 19th, 2004. Vince, can you break us off a little piece of that synopsis off the top of your head? That's right. With the detail poised to lock up Stringer and Avon once and for all, and the mayor poised to take credit for Bunny Colvin's successful Hamsterdam experiment, the city of Baltimore <laughs> crashes through the wall like the Kool-Aid man to demonstrate why we can't have nice things. Mm, that was n- no way that was off the top of your no, head. Bro. I, wrote it, I, wrote, I wrote it three Amazing. minutes ago. But it was still good, oh, though, right? That was very good. It was yeah. so good that I was just like, no, nah, that can't yeah. be. If, if you were, didn't believe me. If you were that good, mm-hmm. <laughs> I think we'd have <laughs> a lot more money. Yeah, we'd still have a job, probably. <laughs> You'd have uh, a job. Uh, yeah. I'd be riding your coattails. But no, we are stuck, bro. <laughs> stuck. Uh, okay, and what was happening at the time that this episode came out. That's right, Matt. I think what you're trying to say is we cannot evaluate art uh, separated from its cultural context. we got to put That's some right. of that cultural context back in, and we like to do it with a little something that we call the back-in-the-day machine. It's a bad time for newspapers. The news hole is shrinking as advertising dollars continue to decline. There ain't no back-in-the-day machine tells the tale, son. That's right. We're going all the way back to December 19th, 2004, Mm. uh, the year of our Lord. Um, Some of the things that were happening, uh, (laughs) there was uh, Shaq versus Kobe. It was the first first time uh, from the New York Post. The Shaquille O'Neal-Kobe Bryant feud is better than a Hollywood thriller. Success, jealousy, love, and hate come together in one of the sport's biggest rivalries. When O'Neal of the Miami Heat faces Bryant of the L.A. Lakers on Christmas Day, it will be spectacular. Bryant is still wearing a Lakers gold uniform. He has been credited with spearheading O'Neal's offseason trade to Miami. Expect Shaq to say they traded the wrong player. Oof. Yeah. yeah, I remember that. That was uh, that was a really hard time in the Leave household. I'll tell you that much. Uh, like that was like my parents are still together, mm. so that was the closest I ever got to uh, experiencing what divorce feels like. Yeah, because your parents uh, are Shaq and Kobe. My parents well, are one Shaq of, and Kobe. His dad is really big, and his <laughs> yeah. mom's more of an outside threat. So. Yeah, 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 yeah. My, my, exactly. Yes. Uh, and so I, I felt like in our family, especially like Lakers Christmas games. Because we had like a a grand tradition of losing Christmas games, and I just knew that Kobe was gonna get humiliated. Um, but uh, it all worked out. They're friends again, and then one of them died. Yeah, uh, we all know who won the ring first after they split apart, and it was Shaq. Yeah, yeah, Which, yeah uh, but that I mean, year, was, right? Wasn't uh, was it? Two thousand six. 
2006. Yeah, yeah. Took a couple of years. Uh, him and D Wade uh, got that ring. But I mean, Kobe won one in 2009. No, no, no. He didn't win one. He won two in 2009. In a row. They gave him 2009, two? 2010. Yeah, oh. they gave him two in one year. <laughs> like, they said, "You are so good, bro. Oh We're giving God, you double that rings." Was so tight. That was you so tight. Rings. I was like, I was like, damn, that guy's cool. You have to trade <laughs> one of those rings uh, to have people not remember the whole rape thing. Yeah. Um, Listen, but, all right. Don't speak ill of the dead. Uh, <laughs> I think it's okay if they rape. No. <laughs> all right. Go ahead. Uh, other news. Uh, Time Magazine has named George W. Bush their Person of the Year. Oof, damn right. Man. Yeah. They were so right about that. If there's one thing they we fucked all up thought by moving off of that, they should have stayed on George W. Bush, just Person of the Year, year after year. <laughs> every year, year. every yeah. year, they had it right <laughs> back then. They, I, yeah, it's like they have this weird thing where it's like they could name, like they they never say that it's like. A, it's not good, good or bad. Yeah, it's not sometimes good or bad. it's Hitler. It's like, yeah, it's just a new, yeah. Sometimes we it's did Hitler. it with Hitler. Yeah, yeah. And back then we knew he was bad. It's like, did you though? Yeah. For sticking to his guns, literally and figuratively, for reshaping cool. the rules Ugh. of politics to fit his ten-gallon hat leadership barf. style, Jesus, and Christ. for persuading a majority of voters that he deserved to be the, in the White House for another four years, George W. Bush is Times 2004 Person of the Year. Yeah, no, that's good. I like that uh, he gets in on the kind of like Charles Manson-esque quality that he had of convincing people. Nah, he's probably right. Yeah. Good. Thank you. Yeah. Thank yeah, you, so Time. You he gave us why... a fun nickname. Yeah, he did. Yeah. If you wondered yeah. why the theme of The Wire is that we can't have nice things, uh, yeah. the theme of 2004 was why we can't have nice things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Art is just a reflection. Yeah. Poli- like incompetent uh politicians uh that 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 year 2004 watching the Kerry campaign try and oh. unseat like bush oh and cheney yeah. and mm-hmm. like you know that them having like if they had just had the right candidate maybe <laughs> yep. they would have had a chance yep. and he was just so wooden he was so and, perfectly bad for d- the yeah, time exactly they he chose was, exactly it, wrong yeah. I mean, yes. yeah, I, I feel like we all had these childhood, childhood, these childish notions that uh, knowing a guy lied to get you into like a really disastrous war that was going badly. Yeah. We had these notions that that would hurt you. Surely as a candidate. that's enough. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, you know, I think this, uh, this episode is actually kind of dead on in the way of why mm-hmm. that is not true. Like sometimes yeah. you just got to fight just, on the lie. They just run Carcetti. We wouldn't have been in this mess <laughs> yeah, as I a know. nation. Yeah, um, they needed a, a weaselly little Italian man instead of uh, the guy who married a, a Heinz heiress. I mean, a yeah. guy that sounds good while saying absolutely nothing. Uh, like they really predicted Obama, like for you yeah, know, four like four years ahead of time. Like there's a reason why this is Obama's favorite show, guys. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and, and it's not because he's just like, oh man, Omar's cool. Nope. <laughs> like you, uh, yeah, we'll we'll get to it. I'll, we'll, we'll get there. That. We'll get. But there. first, the year, uh, the year kicked sorry. off by the by the way politically with the Dean scream, which I still think mm. is like su- such oh, an interesting story yeah. where like this kind of outsider, left leaning, you know. Uh, he didn't stay left leaning, but like right. you know, he was outsidery uh, candidate. Had all the support, like kind of presage, like what Bernie was able to do, and mm-hmm. 
he was like summarily executed by the mainstream media. That's exactly right. With yeah. this one soundbite where he was like, yeah, and yeah, sounded we're... weird, like from a couple of the mics. <laughs> and they were just like, we are going to use that to bury you, sir. Yeah. And it's funny because like you look back on it as like, wow, remember the days when like just doing something weird once could totally yeah. tank your candidacy. And it's yeah. like, that's what we think the lesson is. I think the lesson is if you're weird and you are the most liberal candidate in the race, then you cannot do anything. Weird. Right. Like that's right. When it, that's when it will because really they're, because they'll attack you from all sides. Yes. Like yeah. both propaganda machines will fuck you up. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, no, it was, you know, it's funny, like looking back on that, like you just know, you're not going to be able to explain to your children why that no. was bad <laughs> right. yeah, you're no. just not it's gonna be, be like trying to explain why i think you should leave is funny right like you kind of had to be there i guess yeah. i don't know i don't know uh finally you know we love to we love to read news about the show that we're talking about and this one f- comes from the new york post why mm. are season finale not to be missed you know okay. a TV show has guts when the producers decide to kill off their most charismatic character. That's what happened last Sunday when drug kingpin Stringer Bell, Idris Elba, met his demise on The Wire. It was a climactic moment and a surprise too, since String was the one guy on the criminal side of this series who seemed to have his act together. He didn't <laughs> Of though. course, of course the yeah. New York Post <laughs> is yeah. just like, yeah, Stringer's smart and cool. <laughs> you know what I love about Stringer? He knows about the economy. It's he like, seems, thank you. He seems like a nice guy that I could have yeah. a beer with. Yeah. This yeah. is yeah. a I don't know what it is. you could do business with. I don't know what it is about him that separates him from other black people, but yeah. I just <laughs> like him. It's like, thank you, New York Post, for literally proving our Stringer Bell thesis to a T. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Apparently, though. Though, that mm. character trait meant nothing to Scar-Faced Omar and his new associate, the bow-tie-wearing Brother Muzon, who both opened fire on string inside one of the downtown buildings he was renovating with the profits from his narcotics enterprise. Mm. String never learned they were sent by his best friend and partner, Avon, who didn't approve of string's $250,000 bribe to a state senator. That's incorrect, uh, right? Yeah, that, that's yep, the last thing exactly. he learns. Yeah. Is yep. that, that it was, and that's what makes it so heartbreaking. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Your boy gave you up. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. they didn't. The New York Post was not picking up uh, anything. They were, they were no like, uh, Does he like have I a said, son? Does he have a child? Yeah. What do you mean? His yeah, boy? yeah, yeah. Your, your little boy gave you up. <laughs> Daddy, can you be over there? Kill his ass. <laughs> uh, um, no, I do. I, I like I said, the show takes a few rewatches in order to get all the details. Right. It kind of does. But <clears throat> here's the part. Here's the part of the article that pins it uh, firmly in 2004. Mm-hmm. Hey, wait a minute. You don't know what in the world I'm talking about, do you? Well, maybe a few of you do, but most of you have been watching Desperate Housewives Sunday nights at 9 on ABC, which means you've missed The Wire, which has the misfortune of airing in that very same time slot on HBO. Jesus. Oh, wow. wow. And yeah. it's not the kind of show you can just join in progress. This mm-hmm. hard-boiled, up-to-the-minute series about the power structure of a city, in this case Baltimore, is too complicated. And its characters, including cops, criminals, and politicians, are too numerous. Too bad for you. If you've passed on the wire, you've missed the best written, best acted show currently on the air. I love it. This is the first guy who's going, you gotta watch The Wire. (laughs) Just, you know, and it's kind of like Desperate Housewives if the housewives (laughs) were cops and also drug dealers. Yeah, and if they were desperate for heroin. (laughs) Or in some cases, pussy. (laughs) Thank you. No, I I mean, listen, uh, I will freely admit 
that we are that guy the most annoying type of guy who's just like you gotta watch the wire mm -hmm. it's real smart but it is he's oh, yeah. not wrong that it's real smart and is like the best written show uh but like you know he said it annoying we say it cool yeah, yeah. we say it smart and good I'm a little That's disappointed right. that the New York Post didn't use their one superpower. That was the New York Post? It yeah, was. And the headline you, was just like, The I Wire know. Not to be Missed? Like, yeah. There's no fucking yeah. pun. There's no, yeah. They're just going to yeah. give us the like most straightforward like boilerplate yeah. uh, rave possible. Yeah, yeah my strange. Yeah. My favorite... <laughs> My, when I was going through the headlines of this week, my favorite New York Post headline was loose tie, uh, like T-H-A-I, about a Southeast Asian novelist. Oh, my God. <laughs> Wait, I was like, that's a saying? pun, baby. He's loose? Yeah. He just got loose or something? No, I got I to gotta find it now because it's oh, too no. good. Loose tie. You know, that's the thing. It's like uh, it's a blessing and a curse, their ability yeah, to, to pun to everything. To, mm -hmm. Yeah. And, uh, you know, like I would say 90% of the time, you're just like, God, this is just so forced. And then like 10% of the time you're like, that's straight racist. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Loose tie. Asian writer pens breezy, but poignant short stories. Oh yeah. Breezy, oh, okay. but poignant. Loose tie. Yeah. I guess loose. loose. Yeah. I see, he's a loose I see where he's going with yeah. it. They did it. They pulled it off. They did. Good, good for that. Uh, that has, I feel like your pre guys are properly contextualized, and thus this has been the back in the day machine. Okay, great. Now I'm gonna view everything that we talk about from this point forward in the context of Desperate Housewives. And yeah, yeah. The shenanigans that the ladies of Waverly place. Mm -hmm. Sounds no, right. No, that's where the wizards come from. Okay. Okay. Oh, These ladies are Wisteria, Wisteria Lane. Wisteria I Lane. Wisteria. Of course. Who can forget yeah. Wisteria Lane, folks? Everybody loved Wisteria. We love Wisteria. It's a great lane. Um, okay, so this week's Balm Review story, I did not have time to record, so I'm going to play it live and everyone just shut the fuck up. Wow. Okay, I'm going to do my okay. best. Uh oh. Acoustic uh, guitar right. is coming and out. Yeah, it's about my uh, it's about my favorite storyline. It's the shortest one in there, but it's about our our boy, the only death in this episode, uh, our boy Johnny Weeks. Johnny went down to Amsterdam. To legally shoot heroin <laughs> Fell out one time <laughs> Fell out two times mm, Never shooting smack again to it and you can hear it at the end of the episode to all the haters who say matt can't do parody songs without auto-tune he yeah. just proved yeah. you absolutely correct no i'm kidding fuck wow. you brian you're gonna do it <laughs> um, yeah all of your faces that was beautiful it took me months to learn how to play that just for this <laughs> i mean it's fuck a good you. song what's the original song know? 
It's uh, Never Going Back Again by Fleetwood Mac. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, it's such a good song, bro. That's oh, you good, would have been so impressed with me song. had you known that. You <laughs> would have fucking I'm, I'm so... impressed. I thought you wrote that yourself. So that's what... That was, mm, yeah. yeah, I mean, that's what I meant to say. God damn. Is I this man am... was inspired by Johnny's B-plot yeah, on wow, the wire. Really? Like the Beauty guy who got just eaten. pouring from his soul. Yeah, this dude. <laughs> just some junk you got eaten by rats at the end. That's oh, weird. yeah. Um, he had okay. little bites. Was he? He little, little bites. A little couple got bites. a lot of rat bites. Yeah. Um, Let's talk about this episode. It is the final episode of the season. It is an episode that wraps up all these storylines from uh, from seasons one through three. Uh, a lot of, you know, our favorite character or, you know, some people's favorite character, Stringer Bell, uh, is now gone. Avon Barksdale is sad and he is at war with Marlowe. But he knows that Marlowe was not the reason that Stringer died. Um, you, we have Hamsterdam is finally coming to a close. You know, a lot going on. So what did we think of this episode, Vince? I mean, uh, incredible capper to an incredible season. I, I just feel like, I mean, the, the whole like the whole last 15 minutes of this episode, I was just sitting there thinking like, God damn, this is a good episode. Yeah. I feel like only The Wire could give us uh an ending for a season in which nothing's really resolved the good guys right. have mostly lost most of the mm -hmm. worst most terrible people seemed poised for future success yep uh and then somehow it comes off just like heartwarming like you're you feel uh i don't know maybe it's just because you know how good the show that you just watched is yeah uh, it, it comes off as like, weirdly feel good for me yeah, yeah, I agree. I think it's because you're watching such a great season finale and you've watched this is your third season and it's around this point where you know officially you have not wasted your time. Right. Right. <laughs> and I think that matters a lot. Jack, did you like this episode? I loved this episode. I watched I rewatched uh the 11 and 12 together. So there's nice. going to be some blurring that might happen, but I I'm, Oh, it's fine. I did I did love the episode the the hamsterdam story is one of one of the things that stands out in my mind as like i it, it's like a, a big swing you know it's like mm -hmm. it, when it first starts happening you're like well like i'd know if someone did that right but right, yeah. but like this episode kind of sums it up in a way where you're like no i wouldn't i i it'd yeah. be like a local scandal it'd get mm -hmm. filtered through all these levels of like bureaucracy and it would just get like pinned on one police captain and right. it, it would be in and out of the local news. Over. Yeah. And you, you would have to be someone who watched local news to even hear about it. I was going to say like, what, what does this look like now? Because I mean, people still watch local news in some small way, but no, like the audience compared to what it was in 2004 has to be right. like a 10th maybe. Yeah, yeah. maybe. Yeah. No, I mean, what does it look like now when something like this happens, you mean? When something because, like this happens because mm -hmm. the local, like you're not going to be watching the local news to see their coverage of it. Um, if you're lucky, you live in a town with one major newspaper in which all the reporters are severely like underpaid and overworked. So whether they're even covering this is also what? an open question. So Okay. 
but I, uh, where, okay, so here's where you're going to find out about it. You may not hear about it from the local news, but you will hear about it from whatever your favorite, uh, right wing alternative news outlet is online. And it will be under the guise of this is what happens when you legalize drugs. And, uh, you know, I, 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 I've been seeing people post this fucking video of like Portland tried to legalize drugs and this is what happened and it shows tent cities and it shows right. uh, homeless people uh, fucking sleeping or oh, it'll show uh, you know a guy breaking into a fucking Walgreens and stealing deodorant or some shit uh, so yeah that's how this shit uh, deodorant gets... by the way are not drugs so if you've legalized drugs you can still arrest people for stealing deodorant not, yeah that's the whole thing that, yeah. you know uh, the, the interesting thing about this is uh, the the coverage of uh, quote dr- you know free zones of like quote legalized drugs is, is essentially the same it's just now done um, I think on uh, a local story will now be a national story. So it may not be happening. Like, do you know how many people who are not from Portland mm-hmm. bring up Portland? <laughs> you right. know what I mean? Most, most of them. Yeah. 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 Most of them. And so uh, it's, uh, yeah, no, the, the outrage is still the same, but it's, uh, it comes from this uh, more. It's, it's uh, more uh, of a game of telephone. It's like at least yes. seven more people involved in that telephone game. Right. And I think an important distinction, something I've I've been, you know, it's now this the end of the season, this Amsterdam experiment is ending. And uh, I want to just point out that uh, the thing that Bunny did was not he did not legalize drugs. Uh, that is kind of what people keep saying throughout Rawls. Just go, you legalize drugs. That's right. what you do. Even Bunny says, I'm thinking I might I, I might legalize drugs. Um in these cases, drugs are not legal. That is not a case of legal, nor is it really a case of like de- local decriminalization. It is a case of a, essentially a work stoppage. And I feel like what's annoying about the way that people talk about legalized drugs and then show uh, camps of homeless people is they are criminalizing something. They're, they're ending up calling something a criminal act which is literally a public health problem. Right. <laughs> and yeah, uh, they're also creating a sort of causal relationship that doesn't exist. Like, Oh, look at this tent city. Cause we legalize drugs. And you're right. like, no, yes. no, you legalize drugs. And there's also a tent city. It's not the right. Reason. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, you know, uh, the, to say this is drug legalization is to say that every single, uh, like, you know, it's to say that, Oh, well, Los Angeles must have legalized drugs because of skid row, you know, or, Oh, San Francisco, I guess they legalized drugs. Uh, because of the tenderloin, every major city is going to have, especially now a large population of homeless people and drug addicts and the mentally ill. And the ones that aren't being thrown into prison are living on the street and yeah, they are doing drugs and the police do not have the time to literally arrest every single person unless it's an election year, in which case they'll clear out the streets so the incumbent looks good. So we just need to fund the police more, right? That's yeah, what that's I'm what saying. Marchetti is saying. We need to fight <laughs> this war more humanely somehow. Yes, yeah. yes. That's, you know, if there's one thing we've all learned from decades of drug prohibition is that if we just try... A little bit harder, mm-hmm. try with a little, a little bit more money, and try yeah. with a little bit of tenderness. We <laughs> definitely will be able to solve it, and um, I think we've we've learned a lot from that. Yeah. 
uh, yeah. But it's a yeah, it's a very interesting episode coming from you know at least you know from people who like me who like live in have lived in Los Angeles have lived in uh, San Francisco and uh, have seen the way that um, people criminalize uh, you know homeless people yeah. and uh, drug addicts and and they they consider the issue like the main criminal problem is people uh who don't have homes are doing drugs right <laughs> anyone who's at home in the comfort of their own home doing drugs is just like well that's a whole other problem well yeah yeah <clears throat> i mean that's true when you don't have to see it it's not as bad that's that exactly. is true yeah yeah it's nice when you don't have to think about it yeah. well yeah the um the just going back like having only like watched the wire you know maybe over over a decade ago well, like just a scene that is stuck in my head as like a classic moment of the wire is from this episode, the scene where they show up to Stringer's house and oh. McNulty <laughs> is like, who I is love this motherfucker? Who but is yeah, this also, genius? <laughs> it's also funny because it's like Stringer's kind of a finance bro. Like it hit me yes, a different time. <laughs> it hit me a different way. Having samurai swords and wealth yeah. of nations, the samurai swords are such a great detail that it's just like, I, I don't know. They predicted like every aspect of like the hustle grind set crypto bro. Just, like in this. Exactly. Like, just having just the worst Adam people. Smith books and a fucking uh, samurai sword. And yeah. I remember I have, thinking at the time, I was like, damn, Stringer was so smart, bro. Yeah, this is like yeah, so yeah. tight. No, it, this it time worked. I was like, oh no. <laughs> it worked on me as well. I was like, oh damn, man. I, like, yeah, who are you chasing? Clearly a fucking genius. I am a little unclear on whether they knew how much of a piece of shit they were creating when they wrote Stringer. Like, right. I don't know that mm. they knew what we know now, but I mean, it feels mm. like they do, but uh it's 50 50 i think they they are uh, he's i think the intention of the character is that he is like a sympathetic portrayal of someone who's just like wants to do business without all of the dirt involved in it and like if we lived in another world where like there yeah. was a legal drug uh manufacturing and distribution market like he would be a captain of industry yeah and uh, yeah, because I mean, you know and if we had a better education system you probably wouldn't have gotten jacked for two hundred thousand dollars by clay davis you know uh so it is it's not as much as we like there's no way that they they knew they were writing the uh the, the ultimate success, libertarian parody yes, yeah. the like success you, winbro yeah. of the future they yeah. didn't they yeah. didn't know that but i i have a clip Wait, of it's, it's, uh just, oh go ahead just quickly like i i did feel like there was a missed opportunity watching it now like i really wanted like the whole time i'm watching them walk through that apartment I just wanted Bunk to be like, this motherfucker got a water feature? <laughs> he did like, have a water feature. It was such a good, like, I know, I, I don't even know if the production designer uh, mm -hmm. knew that there should be a water feature or if the audio editor was just like, you know what this fucking needs? A water <laughs> yeah. feature. It no. was a perfect, perfect choice. And yeah. I, I have a part clip of me of, wanted it to be acknowledged just because it was so perfect. Here's his approach. This is stringy. Yeah. <laughs> Three fuck? samurai swords. Yeah, he's got multiple katanas. <laughs> A katane? 
<laughs> Katanai. Katanai. Yeah. yeah. Who the fuck was I chasing? It's hilarious, too, because it's very, like, what was he... Like, he's yeah, just he impressed. Expect? He's impressed that he didn't have Scarface posters yes. and, right. like, video girl centerfolds mm-hmm. all over the apartment and just yeah. covered with used condoms and fucking, like, rap music videos playing. Right. Like, he had a... Uh, his perception of Stringer was somehow so skewed that he did not think he had a nice apartment. Right. Like, he's literally impressed that the guy went through an Ikea catalog or, like, a CB2. <laughs> no, this guy's a drug dealer with no wife or kids. He has enough yeah. money to pay for an interior designer and a maid. Like, are you yes. surprised that his apartment looks good? Right. It's like yeah. what Elon Musk's apartment would look like if he wasn't born with, like, access to an emerald mine. <laughs> yeah. Right. You know, like, yeah. just, yeah. Like so in crypto, fact, bro. Elon is much more likely to have a room of Scarface posters. Yeah, yes. yeah. His Yeah, his decor would be much dumber. Like, yeah. It yes. would be like a fucking, there would be Rick and Morty figurines. Oh, God, yeah. Just thinking about it makes me want to punch him right in the fucking face um so yeah let's talk about mcnulty in this episode uh mcnulty is going through it because you know we've spent three seasons now three seasons with mcnulty with one mission and it is to uh arrest this man and ruin his fucking life and as soon as he sees him dead he's just like no yeah, I didn't get a chance. I, yeah, to I think ruin this season life. is so great. I've said this before, but like this is the season where like they've finished, they've finished explaining what is, and uh, now that that arc is over, like for in order for the fiction to evolve, they naturally has to a- they have to ask like what if like the what is of McNulty is basically the real landsman. Uh, right, like he's right, based right. on the real landsman, which was uh, David Simon's conception of this guy was that his whole goal was to prove that he's the smartest in any situation. Like McNulty's right. driving force is to prove to Stringer that he's smarter than Stringer and, and have Stringer know it. And that right. is his goal. Yes. And he has it like pulled from him. And so like, he's come full circle where he realizes that he's no longer fulfilled by the idea of trying to be like the smartest person in the room and, uh, and like, you know, receive his fucking flowers for it so now it's like this whole episode is them trying to figure out where does that guy go now that he realizes that he has this sort of sickness and uh yeah very interesting yeah and it's like a very hopeful ending where you know there there's a scene either in this episode (laughs) or the previous one where they go to the town hall and they hear from the citizens and they're like you know beat cops used to like stop and talk to us and i knew my little beat cop and that's like what he ends up doing you like yes. see him at the end over the over the montage just like yeah he's flipping know, his baton flipping he's his baton smiling cool way seems happy he's, seems fulfilled he's, he's waving well, it, yeah. at all the children yes it connects to uh bunny colvin because like uh you know on the one hand like this whole episode is his grand experiment failing mm-hmm. uh uh you know failing spectacularly uh but the way as he tells mcnulty like yeah no whatever i uh i knew what the right thing was and i i tried to do it and that's sort of the thrust of this episode is like okay mcnulty can know what the right thing is and and try to do it and that's maybe that's the only that's the only peace of mind you're gonna get within like a broken system is you know just you're gonna have the you may not uh, retire with a major's pension, but you'll have right. the satisfaction of knowing that you're not a piece of shit. 
right yeah. that you were the someone who tried and yeah. you know and in this case you know severely punished for trying but in, in mcnulty's case it's almost like um he's severely punished for trying because uh he doesn't get the thing that he wants which is an alive stringer to be like damn mm -hmm. you're so smart yeah can we be friends <laughs> but yeah but the thing that he, <laughs> he just wants yeah. stringer to be his friend he he's, totally he absolutely just wants to be friends with stringer he, he, with he's, he's coming to grips with the fact that like the thing that he wanted was inherently petty yes uh, yes you know whereas at least bunny colvin like what he wanted was you know it was uh, something on no, you wanted to scale. Yeah, you want you know, he spent however like 30 years working for the police and he just wanted like 6 months where he actually did something yeah. that fucking mattered. And yeah. like I think the reason that this show is great is like it's such a deft uh story it's such a deft way to tell a story cuz like after Bunny Colvin gets like shit on and put in his place by the two worst characters in the show, mm -hmm. Burrell and yes. Rawls like you're yeah. desperate for him to you're desperate for him to like fuck them over somehow and yeah. ruin their plan um and he doesn't but um like in a lot of shows if if he didn't do that like you would leave hating the show mm -hmm. but they manage this sort of deft little dance where he uh calls him a motherfucker like yes. him yeah. saying get on with it motherfucker in the comstat <laughs> meeting was like great. Like, you know, it's ultimately hollow, but like mm -hmm. dramatically it fills that hole that you have wanting him to get back at them somehow. Yeah, yeah. I have a clip of that exact scene. So without properly informing his superior officers and without regard to the criminal statutes, he was sworn to enforce, thereby disgracing himself and his command. Is any of that subject to any contradiction or argument whatsoever, Major Colvin? No, sir. No argument at all, Bunny? Not much you can say, is there? Not the real police. Get on with it, motherfucker. Excuse me, man. <laughs> <laughs> Get on with it, motherfucker. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. I, yep. didn't, I didn't notice that. Oh, I catch things. Oh, damn. <laughs> I don't want to brag or nothing, uh, but I, uh, I know about art. Eagle eye. I've got an eagle eye for things. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, no, I mean, you know, he gets... In a way, he gets shot to death by uh, two cold-hearted sons of bitches. Although I think we can agree that we like Omar more than Rawls and sure. Burrell. Uh, but well, yeah, it, proves, like, it you was know, nice. You made to go down, but you at least not, you don't have to go down like a bitch. Yeah, know? yeah. There is something about like telling someone to get on with it, motherfucker, right mm -hmm. before they're about to either fire <laughs> you and or kill you, that it's like, well, that's kind of badass yeah that's pretty cool uh, fucking it's completely, completely something i identify with because that's how i'd go out oh 100 weeping and soiling no. myself in any way <laughs> oh, so, i have a family so many dicks just <laughs> anything i'm doing whatever i'm sorry like <laughs> i'm sorry <laughs> this is why andy krawcheck's reaction is the funniest thing ever <laughs> when he uh you know is around for the 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 death of stringer when he just goes oh <laughs> yeah, that was it. That was the one I identified with. Oh my God. Was I like, yes, finally, like, this is how I would react. I finally, I feel seen. I feel represented yeah. as like begging for life, but not even being so scared. I can't get the words out and just covering my face. Oh, I actually, so I have a, a clip of the, uh, the cold open in which we see Andy Krawcheck, uh, 
you know, um, breathing in uh, in some oxygen uh, in <laughs> the an back ambulance. Of the ambulance. <laughs> yeah. One of them. He was black, big. I thought, with a large weapon. BNBG. Big Negro, big gun. Andy Cross, big adventure. <laughs> You're unhappy with Clayton's performance, and you have to work that out. <laughs> it's the Pee Wee music. Aww. Yeah. His big adventure. Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> uh, All right, R.I.P. Right, right, to a real one. Yeah, Matt can do art, too. <laughs> yeah, I can do art. I know how to do oh, it. Oh, you call it the I, wire art? How about yeah. this montage? <laughs> Have you ever seen me mix, mix eclipse into music? <laughs> I smart. Um, <laughs> that was one of my alternate titles for the episode was BNBG. It's a good... Uh, Oh yeah, they did, a, they did a real art there where he says BMBG, and you're like, "What's that? Yeah, you yep. can explain yeah, yeah. it." Yeah, and then a second later, oh, it's oh, now I know. Now yeah, I'm smart. Very smart. Yeah, it's like when bare naked ladies said you could hide out under there. I just made you say underwear. <laughs> oh, you guys yeah. ever listen to mm, that? Bare naked I didn't ladies? know that that joke. My kids love that joke. They love doing it to me every day, yeah. and yeah, yeah. I fall for it frequently. But I never yeah. realized that that was uh, that I knew that joke already. That I should have yeah. seen mm. it coming. Should have yeah. seen it coming from the the great band, the Bare Naked Ladies. Yeah, I toured with them for a little while. Big fan. Uh, I mean, just, yeah, you know, <laughs> who the fuck hasn't? Jack? Yeah, rode the bare naked wave for a little while <laughs> around around the Midwest. Hell yeah, yeah dude. <laughs> no, you know what? They're a pretty good. I like the way they were like, let's do new metal without the metal. <laughs> 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 let's just rap a little bit occasionally during these soft songs um yeah oh well, is that producer brent flyberg who is currently muted not anymore baby no, yeah, oh no. yeah <laughs> up, ready dude? for it thank you for what? the warning um all this bare naked lady talk i'm gonna i i gotta clock off and just and just listen to one week so it's probably a good time to do some ads oh is it time for advertisements well mm -hmm. you heard the man uh Can't have brent too much art we yeah we can't have too much art without a little bit of commerce so we're gonna take a quick break for a little ad but stick around because we'll be right back get on with it motherfucker get on with it mother what's the easiest choice you can make window instead of middle seat picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket outsourcing business tasks you hate what about selling with shopify whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. And we're back. All right. So what to talk about next? Um, I mean, I think we should uh, say what's happening with Avon in this episode. Avon is going through it. He is uh, mad depressed Mm. about, you know, his best friend being dead and him not being able to stop it from happening. Um, Yeah. Kind of made it happen. Yeah. No, I mean, he knew that it was going to happen. But he, uh, you know, he 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 tried to bargain with Muzon, but Muzon basically said, uh, no, you know, you're all you have is your reputation. Yeah. And uh, if you don't do this for me, then you're fucked. You're not going to be able to get a fucking package. New York's going to fucking hate you and you'll probably be dead, too. So it's unfortunate for poor Avon. Yeah. Who I will say as like a human being miles better than stringer bell you know what i mean yeah yeah because he's like like there's more humanity there yeah completely more awareness that's for sure more self-awareness yeah and it's it's funny looking back on it because you you know you read like that new york post article about people being like you know the most relatable and cuddly character that we all love stringer bell yeah um you know he's not like that gangster avon yeah he's got a water feature yeah, he's got a water feature and he wears a tie and sometimes he's got a duster on. Um, <laughs> but, you know, it's like, uh, you know, when you watch the show, at least as as I did as an as an adult, you're just kind of like, no, he like Avon is uh, he's a gangster. Yes, but that's what he knows. And that's the actual business he's in. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas like Stringer is is inventing what he thinks the business should be and not really living in the reality that he uh, is faced with. And he's also way more cold. I mean, you know, he's allowing his boys to shoot the crown off of Omar's granny's head. He's, uh, you know, responsible for Wallace's death. You know, he's not... For torturing uh, Omar's boyfriend. Yes, exactly. I mean, you know, Stringer is a much more cold-hearted person and he's also like an econ bro so it's like yeah he's uh worst of all worlds stringer bell is your prototypical sissy with a gun he's gonna he's gonna kill he's gonna end up killing way more people than uh avon is because he is more of a fuck up and he doesn't understand how it works and right he's trying to prove that himself to be something that he's not yeah. Yes, and Avon is a gold gloves boxer. Or yeah, that's right. Had, had yeah. some, yeah, had some yeah, boxing talent. Glass he's got a glass forehead. forehead. Yeah. Glass yeah. forehead. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Don't we? By the way, don't we all have that? 
Oh, Am I crazy? If if I get punched in the forehead, for, I mean, listen, if I get punched in the arm, I will cry. Yeah, yeah. But like, I don't know. He talked about a glass forehead like that was like. It is different. funny that just like some people can take a punch and some people can't, yeah. and you really don't know until you just you find go and out. Take a punch. Yeah, 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 your first like, boxing oh, shit. match. It was like, yeah. oh man, that guy went down yeah. really easily. He looked like wow. he was going to win. Yeah, I didn't even know. If you hit me hard enough, my brain shuts off. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even know that my brain was there. Little like, uh, fact about me. Uh, if you hit me hard enough, my brain shuts off. <laughs> yeah, well, no, I'm glass like... shoulders up. I'm glass yeah. shoulders up. I'd have to yeah. imagine. I can't imagine I'd be good at taking 100%. any sort of physical punishment. I wouldn't even know if I was knocked out because I would also immediately get in the fetal position anyway i'd pretend to be knocked out i'm very much a uh you know play possum in yeah, the yeah. face of danger type mm-hmm. guy yeah. fight or flight freeze that's me yeah 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 yeah. Uh, yeah i got out of a lot of fights growing up by crying <laughs> yeah crying helps a lot <laughs> yeah yeah one time i punched this kid in the face at camp um he had punched me in the face first yeah all right uh and uh then we we're all at the pool and i was like avoiding him because you know he's the type of guy who'll punch you in the face sure and um uh he was coming after me we were in the pool but i was like this is scary because like the pool you can die in the pool yeah, yeah, yeah you, you know drown under and there. so uh i uh he came near me and i punched him in the nose and he started his nose started bleeding and then i started crying <laughs> and, and uh because you're like oh and, shit he's gonna kick my ass now yeah, i know really it was it, like man. oh no he didn't die <laughs> and, uh, and uh but i noticed it actually worked really well because i started crying and everyone told uh, the the camp counselors told uh you know yeah. told him he was in trouble to, yeah. yeah he got in trouble That's which was great and great move yeah, do something yeah. horrible and then start crying so everyone yeah. looks and is like what did you do to matthew yeah um, but no he was scary he was he was like yeah. uh he, he was you yeah i mean he just punched me in the face what i the once hell? uh I, I like got pushed down by a kid who's like a year older than me um mm-hmm. and then i like got back up like i was gonna do something and then he <laughs> yeah. jump kicked me square in the chest and Jesus. i fell back and i i started crying not because it hurt but because of like how cool it was when yeah. he had done <laughs> I, was just like, I, can't, I can't believe he did something that cool yeah. that, that really Luke hanged my ass <laughs> yeah. dude if he had hadouken you you would have killed yeah, yourself I would have. that would have been it yeah. Fucking a, just Zangief just fucking drop kicked me. <laughs> um, yeah, no, you know, hey, so we all, Avon's cool is the point, you know, Avon even with the, the glass, the glass forehead. Um, it's a and miracle that mm. season four works as well as it does because Avon's gone. McNulty has been the like he's essentially gone in in season four. Like he he makes appearances but he is not at all the centerpiece that he was in the last three seasons yeah he just like pops in and out here and there but man it's it's so good and they really were just like we're Mm -hmm. gonna like make this as hard on ourselves as possible like cast only child like so many child actors and they just give the greatest fucking performances like uh, of the show i feel like oh Um, a hundred percent and and the greatest performances of any child actors ever yeah i mean righteous gemstones which i i like the show but they try to do like a whole episode carried by child actors and you're like can we please for the love of 
of God, get the adults back. This sucks. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it didn't help that they were had the child actors like doing impressions of the adult actors, which yeah, is that's never rough. super fun to watch. But yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. They got a pen 15, that shit, I feel like. Honestly. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. That, yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, it's like when, uh, <laughs> I forget, was it a Tiffany Haddish movie where they did big, but in reverse? <laughs> so yeah. Tiffany Haddish leaves the movie 10 minutes in and it's just carried by a kid and it's like, this doesn't work. <laughs> this is yeah. a bad call. No, I yeah. like. I, I thought. I, I see what you were doing here. You're like, what if we did big, but in reverse? You can't do it because then you don't like, have okay, Tom Hanks in yeah, the movie. You, yeah. you forgot the logistics <laughs> of having to hire a child. Yeah, yeah no, you fucked it up. Um, yeah, but uh, no, I mean, season four. I, I'm so excited for season four because I completely agree with you, uh, Jack, that it might be the best season of TV of all time it's great and, almost uh, as good as season five in my opinion but almost as good as the wire season five in which mm -hmm. we finally get an insight into the baltimore sun <laughs> are you uh, guys fans i love season it five? I, 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 yeah, yeah. i'm a huge yeah. season I, five defender i think i need to rewatch like from here I, i'll rewatch four Ooh. and five because i did not like five the first time well, around but i had super high did. expectations I, and i also worked in journalism at the time and i oh i was like that's not like this all feels like kind of bullshitty to me like but mm. i well i also didn't work for the baltimore times you know or the like yeah, i didn't work for sorry. a newspaper i worked for abc news so who knows you know right well i mean listen i would I say liked it for that reason i mean i like the idea of you constantly i don't know i feel like in writing you constantly see people succeed based on them telling people like exactly what they already know and want to hear yes. rather than like writing something that's honest and uh trying to actually find uh a true story um, yeah so i mean I it's know, another huge way. swing like the yeah. some of the yes. like the serial killer stuff is like a really big swing gigantic know? swing yeah. and uh i will say it is upon rewatch so much better oh it is than, okay yeah Okay. so much better it yeah. is it, it, i a lot of people it is very hard to get past the initial what the fuck are they doing yeah. with the <laughs> yeah. with the serial killer thing yeah. um and it it's so off the rails that you're just like oh man and it's also coming off the greatest season of television ever yeah, made so nothing tough. can ever li live up to that yeah. yeah but this is about season three my bad let's talk about it. let's uh, talk about uh kima completing her arc as the new mcnulty complete mm -hmm. with finally we had some lesbian sex like all this yeah. whole time we were like we need some gratuitous lesbian sex with uh, a little bit of nudity this, and they finally gave it to us honestly this is the most fucky episode <laughs> that they've done yeah. and it, and we've been you daniel's know, thrusting just the daniel's thrusting away. is i have in my notes that is another of the moments that from the entirety of the thing that like wedged in my brain and i'm like the mm -hmm. wire and i go through like seven images in my brain and just mm -hmm. the like detailed thrusting and close yeah. up on his ass you uh, never forget happening. his tightening butt muscles <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> it's really like they oh yeah i mean over. Okay. Yeah, I mean, listen. Hey, it's a video pod, but look oh, at yeah. that. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, that's going oh, in there. Yeah. 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 The, you know, I would say the direction on this episode takes some swing. Like the yeah. thrusting next to the boxing yeah. was like. It was great. Uh, it's great. I, I thought it's it was great. What I wanted to do. He's after I saw him thrusting. Pussy. Yeah. Oh god, I gotta get it. He's beating, He's it, beating up. it up. Yeah. Did you understand? <laughs> Did you not get it? 
Do you not get it? He's that's, beating it up. That's him pummeling her back walls. No, he's breaking <laughs> down the back walls. Walls of perception. What? <laughs> um, no, no, it is it is great. Kima is, you know, Kima has now gone full McNulty. Kima yeah. has turned into the new McNulty. He's having, she's having McNulty uh, talk to uh, her, you know, partner Cheryl being like, oh no, she's just, uh, yeah. she's looking at dead bodies. She has to check her phone. You gotta you know. check your phone in at that point. Yeah, that was a great yeah, detail. It's, don't worry, everything's fine. Meanwhile, McNulty in this episode is just like, wait, have I been fucking my life up? And finally, you know, goes up to Beatty, who we remember from season two, and and is just like, hey, I uh, I remember how much I liked you, and um, I think I need a change with my life. He, which is uh, this scene is so that scene is so perfect. Yes. It's like he goes to her. Uh, it's like he can't even. Even when he's trying not to be a fuck boy, like yes. his fuck boy instincts are so deadly accurate. He's yeah, like, oh, yes. the thing that's going to make this woman really want to fuck me is when I just confess all of my faults and yes. tell her that I'm a project. And mm-hmm. she, just in her in her female heart, she's just going to be like, oh, my God, a broken man <laughs> needs fixing. I must fuck him right now. Yes, he can't. Listen, you can you can take the fuck boy out of Ireland. <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, but I, I have I have that scene. And it's also some great Dominic West acting. Here. I did. Why tonight? I guess I finished something today. Your case? More than that. It's like everything I poured into a glass came out the bottom. And I just kept on pouring. You can only make whiskey analogies. Things that make me right for this job. Maybe they're the same things that make me wrong for everything else. Do you want to come inside for a drink? Ultimate fuckboy move right here. Not tonight. No. She's impressed. But if it's not too late, I wouldn't mind meeting your kids. I just fucking love that. Yeah. I, I, it, it I worked on me. Just, you had me imagine. I'm oh, sorry. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> you had me just imagining like an Irish physics professor being like, well, you see quarks, they're just like a bottle of whiskey. You think, yeah. you think it's all done. <laughs> you're pouring a pint of Guinness. <laughs> they're trying desperately. Uh, you're to trying to drink it, but it falls out the bottom, yeah? <laughs> and you just can't rotate the thing you the can face. imagine? Think of the scariest thing in the world. What if you tried to drink and you couldn't? <laughs> <laughs> That's an analogy for me life. <laughs> what if you could never get drunk? <laughs> Think of the money you'd spend. <laughs> All you want to do is go out and drink, and then you're stuck with your family. <laughs> you're just. <laughs> By the way, he is a little drunk in that scene, isn't he? Like he was oh, just, yeah. I think, like slamming beers and throwing them up on the thing before in the moments like before this. Yeah, so, like drunk He's drove over crying. there and is yeah. like, "Sup?" Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's this like triumphant moment. Where I, he... I'm here, honestly. I came here to fuck, but now that I see you, I'm like, I think I've. I think I can't get my dick hard no more. <laughs> I think I'm too in love. <laughs> and it's uh, w- w- another thing again about season four that I really like is that you know um, the the shift in Jimmy McNulty is such a real. Uh, it's it's such an 
honest look at that kind of shift where everyone's going like this is fake yeah and he's just yeah. like it's really not it's yeah. really really yeah. not it's I really like... not and then eventually it's season it's five yeah. yeah yes turns out uh, and eventually it's just like uh what if i made a serial killer by <laughs> choking already dead guys oh what a season um but yeah um it's a, it's very fucky, and I very enjoy uh, very much enjoy that. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, because hey, listen, it's this is not TV; it's HBO. Yeah. Show us Kima yeah. sucking. Candy. It's the channel that shows the dongs going in. <laughs> they yeah. show the well, they don't show the them going thrusting. in. Yeah, but they, but they show the thrust. Oh, yeah. And by the way, I knew the what was happening on the, the front side, bro. When that yeah. when that butt was thrusting, I knew what Dude, was going yeah. on. The butt My thrusting mind. was so disturbing that it overshadowed like the gratuitous slurping sounds that Kima was making. Yeah. Oh, I I thought like, once again it's the verisimilitude in the show that really sells it because mm-hmm. she looks like she is enjoying sucking them turdies. Mm-hmm. Like you don't get that with a screen kiss. You know what no. I mean? Yeah. yeah I, it, it was it was like very like wow. Mm-hmm. All right. Mm-hmm. That's what it looks like. This nipple tastes like strawberry ice cream. It says like salty milk. Um, <laughs> uh, yes. So, um, yeah. So, uh, fucking, we get to the scene that is, uh, like we've been saying, you know, is the the more the the more obvious uh, allegory to the Iraq War that the season is clearly meant to be. Um, the scene where in which Slim Charles uh, explains how war works to Avon, mm-hmm. um, and uh, I do have a clip of that scene as well. Who, Marlo, boss? Oh, he gonna fall. Marlo, Marlo ain't got shit to do with it. Marlo couldn't get string like that. String died because of some other shit. That nigga was right. Fuck Marlo. Fuck this fucking war. All this beef over a couple of fucking corners. Don't matter who did what to who at this point. Fact is, we went to war, and now there ain't no going back. I mean, shit. It's what war is, you know? Once you in it, you in it. If it's a lie, then we fight on that lie. Mm. But we gotta fight. So, like, I don't know if you guys understand art, but in this scenario, (laughs) Marlo is actually uh, Saddam Hussein and weapons of mass destruction. But Marlo is not Saddam Hussein. Yeah, but he is. He's this is Saddam. You got to take him out. No, no, they're talking about like a Baltimore street like corner. No, 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 no. But I'm saying they're doing like a metaphor. Like he's saying that okay so stringer got killed and that's uh-huh. 9-11, that's 911 right <laughs> yeah that's 911 <laughs> and it was just it was just some random muslim guy right. that killed him that's right it, yeah oh my Bro. god oh my god so we need to go yeah. to war with all the muslims yeah, what well, you got to go to war with marlo cuz everybody thinks it's marlo anyway he's got a bunch <laughs> of grenades somebody got to fall yeah. and you know what even if it's a lie and everybody knows it's a lie you have to fight on that lie because the, you're already in At the war. war. Yeah, which is like he's not—he's not wrong about that. In that, it's like, listen, the morale 
is paper thin already. You got people mm-hmm. like if you just go, no, 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 never mind on war. You're like, I mean, it doesn't really work in case yeah. we should have as a country been like, never mind. Sorry. Here's a lot of money. Right. Um, but in this case, yeah, he would have been fucked. They have to fight. That's what these guys are soldiers. They're all, and, yeah, they're horned up for battle. You got to you got to turn yeah. them on someone who at least, you know. It could help you. I like to... it too because, uh, uh, you know, at the end of the day, Muz- uh, or Muzon is like, he's also Saudi Arabia. And, uh, <laughs> it, it, you know what I mean? Because he's like, he's, he's, uh, he is new, he's representing all of, you know, New York and the clout and money that brings the fact that Avon has a relationship with them. And there's no way that Avon's going to fucking go after Saudi Arabia. Yeah, you know, he's me? getting all their, uh, the oil, I mean, drugs yeah. from them. Brent. Yes, yes. Uh, man, dude, this dude, art. Even, I mean, it's so hard to fathom the amount of art that they were doing here. But, but you know, I, here's look, the thing. So I'm going to explain another thing to you guys. <laughs> oh, oh, my so God. You know, you know how oh, the episode shit. is titled Mission Accomplished? Yeah. Wait a second. There was actually like a famous sign no. that George Bush, the Time Magazine Man of the Year, he did a speech in front of it uh, after we took out... Iraq, which, like I said, is uh, you know, Dude. is Marlowe. I get it now. But George yeah. Bush wasn't in this episode. He wasn't. He wasn't in it. But, no, but if you think yeah, about him art. as being Avon. <laughs> Can we right? go back to talking about the thrusting? <laughs> this, yeah, uh, dude. That, uh, I love yeah. that thrusting. Uh, <laughs> you did it so good. I did, I, I did completely miss all that shit. Um, so I can't believe yeah, they didn't you. have like any of. Oh, I'm glad we did the... it really smarmy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so uh, I, we I'm do just... it real smarmy, but that's because at this point we hope that our listeners have heard us say this a thousand times. Yeah. Not because we're. We're dicks. You know, I didn't get it actually the first multiple times I saw it. I'm just sad that, uh, you know, there wasn't any sound in the thrusting scene. Like, like not, especially not, there was no about? sound like from Rhonda. Like, they should have had oh, her yeah, in the background. Yeah. Starship. Yeah. We got all the sound we needed, dog. Uh, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. just just a, just a pig. Yeah, uh, yeah. They could have cross cut it with a pig somehow <laughs> instead of Dennis. Yeah. Um. So <laughs> Avon, uh, he realizes he has to go to war. Yeah. He's getting all set up to do it, and uh, you he was know, on drugs in that scene, right? They ne- they heavily implied that he was. Oh, they did. Dead. I didn't get that. You didn't How? think so. In I thought he was just where, depressed. In that scene where Shamrock comes in, I thought they sort of implied that he was nodding a little bit, but I don't know. Oh, maybe not. I didn't get that at all. I got it that he was, I thought he was just staring out of a window, you know, sure. like I mean, the way depressed people was. do. Yeah, mm. I don't know. Um, no, but, you know, uh, so he, uh, you know, he knows he's going to have to lie and continue with this, you know, fucking war for against weapons of mass destruction. Um, and meanwhile, uh, Bunny, who is, you know, being fucked over and whatnot, he gives McNulty the tip that uh, Stringer gave him, which is the safe house at where they have all the guns and the, gr- the one grenade mm-hmm. and uh, and all that shit. And uh, right as Avon is about to uh, fucking go after Marlowe, they have him cornered. Uh, there is a raid and they fucking arrest Avon Barksdale. And uh, he looks relieved 
when it happens, which yeah. I, is a detail that I really fucking loved yeah. because he's he's clearly like, ah, fuck, they got me. You know, uh, you know what? Fuck this. I'm kind of done with this. <laughs> I can I can be the man in fucking prison yeah. out here. This is way too stressful. Yeah. You know, so. I felt good. I felt good for for Avon in that moment. Um, everybody gets arrested, and except for luckily, um, Slim Charles is he's like in a car looking at the rim shop, looking at uh, you know um, Marlo and his people. So uh, he doesn't get arrested, which means we get more Slim Charles next season. Um, but everyone else gets arrested, including our two. Absolutely, our favorite lovebirds, mm. Bernard and Squeak. <laughs> yeah, and oh, they, I forgot about that scene. They uh, they end their arc in such a lovely way. I, I have it right here. You've got to be the stupidest motherfucker that I've ever gone out with. I can't wait to go to jail. <laughs> <laughs> what? What'd you say? <laughs> I, just love, I love it because it's also a show about how, like, you know, bitches be nagging. Yeah. yeah. Ba, 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 shut up. That was the only theme I had written down from this episode, but I guess you're, <laughs> you're right just... about the Bush stuff. But yeah, yeah, the Bush stuff's you know interesting In too. There, but it's mostly but about mainly, yeah, it's about it's about a, a group of cool guys and the nagging women who are constantly <laughs> trying to ruin their, their ruining shit. their lives, yeah. dude. Also, yeah. sex is kind of like boxing when you think about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it that was is, the other though. theme I had written yeah. down because you're beating up that pussy. <laughs> Uh, and uh and then uh, our favorite uh our favorite gangster lieutenant Bodie Bodie Broadus um he actually gets out of it by claiming entrapment uh because he was arrested or he was detained by McNulty that one time and uh Bunny Colvin you know let let them all go and he's like this is entrapment right and and uh, I don't know legally if you can just say that and just expect it to work. But I do think that at this point, it's clear McNulty just has a kind of a soft spot for Bodhi. And mm-hmm. it's just like, you know, this guy seems all right to me. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. But I love Bodhi. And uh, he is, you know, he's just one of my all-time favorite characters on this show. It's a, just, he's a character that gets better with every rewatch, I would say. With every rewatch, you're just like, mm. the, the, the the character is so well-written and their performance is so perfect. I mean, this guy, J.D. Williams, is just like, he clearly, at this point in his career, has been typecast as this kind of guy. And to be allowed to do this character and like it's just like oh it's so good because he's played half a version of this character in four other shows at this point like he (laughs) he was in oz playing this character he had an uh an episode of the sopranos kind of playing this character and um and it's just i don't know it's wonderful i i uh you know Sometimes you get lucky in this business of show <laughs> and uh, someone, you know, they they put you as that character, but they give you uh, like um, many dimensions. Um, this episode also, obviously, mm-hmm. well, I mean, I guess we got to talk about them shutting down Hamsterdam. We do. Uh, bulldozing know. it. Bulldozing, bulldozing it. it yeah and how it happens too because the way it happens is uh you know mayor royce is still talking to his liberal ass do-gooders right trying to uh figure out a way to spin it so he can you know keep getting those uh those nice crime stats um and in his you know 
multiple meetings over multiple days trying to do this, uh, the media gets a hold of the story. And well, uh, they fed it to them through Carchetti. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Burrell fed it to Carchetti, who fed it to uh, Gray, who is he's trying to convince her. Burrell was like, hey, I know an annoying little white dude. (laughs) Yeah. 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 Uh, And so uh, that's when fucking uh, that's that's when it all uh, goes down, or at least, you know, that's when uh, the mayor finally realizes like this was a fucking terrible idea. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I, I have a clip. For more than four weeks now, the Baltimore Police Department surrendered portions of the police district to the drug trade, and the council was not informed. Fuck me. I fucking had this story all to myself a week ago. What the fuck was I thinking? <laughs> I love finally his, his, uh, his aid is just like, Oh really? Now, <laughs> yeah. um, so it, and it, it, yeah. yeah, it culminates in Carchetti's speech, which I think is again just incredibly deft and magnificent writing because, yes. like, you almost have to rewind it to realize that he is not saying a fucking thing, not like, a goddamn thing. He's doing this thing where he sounds good, and everybody like the people hear how earnest he sounds and mm-hmm. and just like the cadence like the truthy cadence and yeah, uh, right. and the convictionish just like way that he's saying this thing it makes yeah. it sound like oh this guy's a real crusader and you yes. almost have to realize to rewind it to realize like he's not calling for anything different like he does Nothing. not have a single idea yeah it's uh i i have that clip and i also love uh the um the big zoom that they do on his face, you yeah. know, it's uh, almost like they're trolling you by like, they're putting you in the shoes of someone who has momentarily bought into whatever this yes. line of bullshit is. Bro. I bought into it when I watched it I like know. the first few times. Yeah. I was like, Carcetti different. Yeah, He's like, going to do something. Yeah, He's going to finally do something. This guy I thought his heel it. turn came later and then I rewatch it and I'm like, Oh no, oh, it was right there. Full of shit. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I like that the guy comes up to him afterwards is like, you showed I'm something today. This is yeah. 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 But yeah. You didn't yeah, say you, shit. <laughs> yeah. You well, really showed something. You showed that uh, you sound like a guy. Right. I mean, the people that he impressed are like the political consultant class right. to, yeah, yeah, so exactly. to them like this is the ultimate performance it's like you managed yeah. to sound earnest uh mm-hmm. and and caring and and uh, you know presidential in a broad yeah. sense without saying a fucking thing and Not that ultimately is word. our job it's like yeah. every presidential candidate that the mainstream media is like they've got this one in the yeah. bag mike pence is really gonna make some noise <laughs> out here he's got yeah. the donor class chattering and it's like, yes mm. <laughs> Yeah. More important than who knew what when, or who falls on his sword, or whether somebody can use this disaster to make a political point or two. 346 <laughs> minutes later. Enough to the crime which every day chokes more and more of the life from our city. And the thing of it is, if we don't take responsibility and step up, not just for the mistakes and the miscues, but for whether or not we're going to win this battle for our streets, if that doesn't happen, we're going to lose these neighborhoods and ultimately this city forever. If we don't have the courage and the conviction to fight this war the way it should be fought, the way it needs to be fought, using every weapon that we can possibly muster, Ugh. if that doesn't happen, well, then we're staring at defeat. <laughs> oh, wow. I didn't realize the push came this close. And that defeat should not and cannot and oh will not God. be forgiven. I totally missed this. That's crazy how you misremember stuff. 
<laughs> for those of you listening at home, <laughs> the, the majority of in. you, I made uh, the video. I made it zoom real, real far yeah, in. to the poor, the poor on it his nose. It was good. You could see the pores. Um, yeah, no, I, I, I you're a hundred percent right, Vince. Like literally, he says nothing. He, he's just like, we have to say enough to this. Enough. When, when is it going to be? And what about our babies? Yeah. What about <laughs> yeah. our children, our families? You know, enough to the trash with the people just throwing trash everywhere. Yeah, enough to people who like go up to a little paper dispenser and they wait for someone to buy a 25 cent Baltimore Sun, but then they hold it down so they could steal one. Enough of that. Yeah. Enough no to more. people, they're in the turn lane and you think they're going to turn, <laughs> but then you realize that their blinker's just been on for three blocks and you yeah. have to go around. No yeah. more. No more of that, you know. And no, who are these no. ad wizards who came up with the head-on <laughs> ad, you know? From now on, the whole plane will be made yeah, out of the black, black boxes. <laughs> <laughs> It's so perfect because literally I did not notice this we for enough. fucking years. We say enough to airline food. Yeah. Well, yeah. Where are you going with the rest of my soda? Yeah. Thank you. I will finally answer if you have seen this, if you have heard about this, <laughs> and what is the deal with this? Ah, yeah, yeah, good job. But the performance is really good. Like he, yeah, yes. he fully embodies. Like it's very like calculated, performative. Mm -hmm. He really shows something. He just doesn't say shit. But that's like yeah. the whole political thing. Exactly, and that's like the whole fucking point. It's to show something. It's not to do nothing. And uh, and it's funny. Like the consequences for doing anything are are put are made clear in this episode when you know mayor royce you know once it all goes public he has a meeting with the federal drug czar and you <laughs> see that like oh yeah that's right no one actually can just legalize drugs yeah. at a local level no it's not actually possible uh because at a federal level you will get federally fucked yeah. and you see that even with weed today with like you know states who have legalized weed the feds still technically have the power to fuck you up if they choose to, you know, that you if you're, you know, lucky you have a friendly enough administration uh, that decides not to uh, claim eminent domain to your fucking house or farm or whatever. But like, yeah, no, without it being federally legal, you see what happens. The, the czar shows up and he's just like, uh. Uh, we will literally withhold any money that you desperately need to fix your fucking infrastructure yeah. to your schools, all this shit mm -hmm. gone. Yeah. <clears throat> Why? Because a few fucking fiends were able to get high without getting arrested. And because I mean, it's like, just like drug it's... dealers were able to just do the thing that they are going to do anyways and not have the police jammed up with a thousand different like rip and a, run drug arrests. It's like a per like again, I, like I said, I think this episode should be called "Why We Can't Have Nice Things." Oh, yeah, it's kind of like when you're like, "Why do we have this like massive military budget?" Even though like ninety percent of the country probably could agree, like we're wasted mm -hmm. way too much money on this. We could like spend like half of that because as soon as you do, there's just going to be some like defense contractors that pu push the button that make the economy go bad. And you're like, Oh, mm -hmm. that's right. They can just like literally, uh, they can just like twist a knob and it's like, well now everybody's fucked. It doesn't matter yep. what you do. 
Well, that's exactly right. Um, all right. To end this episode, um, we got to say what happens um, with. Let me see. Duh, duh, duh. I want to say uh, R.I.P. Johnny. Like I, you know, I played a song for him, but uh, you know, R.I.P. Johnny. I fucking loved him, dude. And I, I, that last scene before mm. he's covered dead and covered in rat bites. <laughs> Um, you know, where he tells Carver, like, I need money. I already got my blast. I love oh, that. Oh, he I already got my blast? That's what he says? Okay. Yeah, yeah. Because HBO you know, turned off my subtitles on the Roku, so I thought he said, I already got my plasma. And I was like, what? What does that mean? No, you see, he got his blast, dog. Okay. Well, yeah, no, um, I, get, I get that. Yeah, I, I thought that was wonderful. Uh, I loved um, Cuddy fucking going up to the kids in the corner and having some closure with fruit who mm. earlier stole a package from him. And then later he had the chance to murder him and he chose not to do it and to get out of the game. And then, uh, he gets his boys spider and Justin, you know, to commit to going back to the gym and he just stares fruit down mm. and fruit is, he just withers under that fucking glare, which I'm just like, Oh, I fucking love Cuddy so much. <laughs> um, and you know, uh, McNulty goes back with uh, with B. Uh, fucking Daniels. Uh, not only does he get bumped to major, but he also fucking gets uh, you know to fuck Rhonda uh, in public. I mean, it isn't fucking public, but you know. Practically. You don't think that part happened in public? I thought that just happened yeah. right next. Oh, to it their happened dinner. at the restaurant. Yeah, they're right next to the restaurant, <laughs> like right, the the no, table they were eating that- at. It was on that couch in the low rises that uh, Bodhi. <laughs> oh, is that what happened to mm-hmm. that couch? Yeah. Oh, I love that. Um, let me just uh, play a little clip of this. Um, here we go. Yeah, let me just get a little more. Come on. <laughs> that is original audio of this. That yeah. is audio of uh, Cedric Daniels. Boning Rhonda, busting mm-hmm. like very yeah, clear yeah. bustation happening. Very, very yeah. clear bust. Um, and then we have a wonderful, uh, you know, wire staple for their season finales. Uh, we have an ending, an ending montage that wraps everything up. We see, you know, fucking Carcetti's running. We see Gray is running. We see fucking. Um, Hamsterdam has been raided and they're just Poor fucking Tony arrested. Gray. He has to just go through the motions even though he knows he's I fucked. Know. Yeah. I know. It sucks. Yeah. Like, Karketi really fucked him. Like, real bad. Like, he has to run because he's already gone this far and uh, he knows it's just impossible for him to win. Uh, but uh, if, the, if he doesn't run, then Royce will definitely get reelected. It's, uh, well, it's quite a pickle. Mm. Um, <laughs> And uh, yeah, I have uh, a little clip of that montage, which I will play right now. Is Bubble still a junkie at this point? Oh yeah, oh, yeah, he's, he's still a junkie, he's still shooting dope. Oh yeah, well, he's got a protege, and that's the important thing, right? Just play a little bit, you know, just so people can see at home, and it's a beautiful song. McNulty gives a little smile. McNulty's giving a smile. Rubble. Mm-hmm. And there's Carver. 
Uh-huh, and then we got, he's, he's looking at Cuddy, and... <laughs> It's implied they're gonna fuck after this. They're gonna fuck, yeah. And then we got, uh, you know, Omar throwing the gun in. And uh, speaking of which... I think, you know, I think if you did melodic folk covers of Wesley Willis songs, like, you could be the next uh, Dynamite Hack. You think so, dude? Yeah. Oh, fuck. That's all I've ever wanted to be. And you know they're living large. Oh, everyone loves a good dynamite hack. The way mm-hmm. they did Boys in the Hood. Yeah. Good stuff. Still around. Everybody still remembers them. Everyone loves them. They're number one act at the county fair. Um, <laughs> the last question that I have is Omar. He goes to pick up his boyfriend who's been beaten up in order to get information to where Omar is so that Mazone could give him this offer. Hey, let's go kill Stringer together. Yeah. He goes over there. He sees him. He's all beat up. And um, uh, he looks you know, kind of disappointed in him. I think he's disappointed that he gave him up. Yeah. You know, like he didn't look that badly beat up. Right. <laughs> and so I, I think there's a little bit of Omar going like, man, are you serious? <laughs> like they yeah. slap you around a little bit and literally you're, that's all it takes for you to possibly end my life. Yeah. And I think that's kind of like implied in that when he throws that gun away, uh, his boyfriend isn't there. Mm. I think, I think they That's broke it? up. Could be. I see. I, I, I thought it was sort of like, you know, when you have like a really good dog, uh, and I then do. like the dog dies and then you get a new dog and like, he's just doing some dumb shit and you're just sort of looking at him like, oh man, I miss my old dog. You are not as good as my old dog, but Dude. you know, at the end of the day, you're still my dog. So if you don't know that Vince is like someone who really, really loves dogs. You would think that that was the most fucked up analogy <laughs> in the world. You know, a good relationship sometimes, a new relationship is like a new dog. Good you know, woman, like a good dog. I mean, yeah, women are like a good, uh, a new dog. They're not as good as your last it's dog. Not a you woman. slap them around a little bit with a rolled up newspaper. I'm just, uh, you spray them with a spray bottle and they're pissing on your leg and you go, I miss my old I Irish mean, Omar setup. treats his lovers a little bit like dogs. Come on. Yeah, he doesn't seem like the best boyfriend in the world. Yeah, Yeah, he loved Brandon. I feel like he loved him, but you know, I don't know that they were equals in his mind. Maybe not equals, but he definitely uh, went on a fucking crusade in order to get revenge. Sure. Which, uh, well, so does uh, Keanu Reeves in John the John Wick movies. You know, that's a very good point. Mm -hmm. Fuck. Yeah. Damn. Relationships are like dogs. <laughs> um, yeah. And uh, and it ends with a wonderful scene in which uh, Bunny and uh, and Bubbles are looking at the wreckage of Hamsterdam. And uh, he, you know, uh, Bubbles says straight up like, oh, man, this used to be great. You know, we uh, fucking, you know, fiends would come here and no one would fucking bother you. Hoppers wouldn't beat you up. Uh, you know, the police wouldn't arrest you for some bullshit. And uh, and Bunny asks, is that a good thing? So it was a good thing? And Bubbles kind of looks at him and is like, I don't know. I'm just saying. Right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm yeah. just kind of talking Seems here. Seems like this riffing. conversation's more important to you than me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I feel like I uh, missed the vibe that was going on here. I was just... Uh, I was kind of like lightly reminiscing, copper. but 
I don't know if you've known. Ooh, copper. <laughs> All right, well, gotta go. <laughs> but uh, it's nice, you know, a little bit, you know, to see Bunny having uh, just a modicum of vindication a little bit, being like, oh, good. Uh, finally, a good review. Yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> after being shit on by local, state, and federal representatives and his bosses and the media and just being dragged down. And the only people backing you up are just these like pussy boy liberals. Mm. Uh, you know, it's nice to uh, see someone who actually, you know, use the free zone to their advantage and has some good things to say about it. Yep. So you feel like maybe he did something good even though they totally fucked him yeah. in the end. Um, yeah. Uh, anything I miss? Something you guys want to talk about? No. Was right. this, did they think this did was going to be the finale of the show when they made it? Was that I real? heard that. I yeah. heard that uh, online uh, that they well, be true. thought... Yeah, it's got to be true. It was on the internet. Um, that they, they thought it was going to be... Uh, the because every season they were like, well, that's it for us guys, right. <laughs> and uh, which is why that you know uh, apparently Dominic West really checked out. Um, you know during uh this they say that he was very checked out this season that he really um he was dropping his accent and he was he shorted up. I feel like he shorted up in this episode. I think so too. I think he did a great job. Um, but uh, yeah, so. I think they thought they were going to end every season. And in this one, they were like, let's give this an ending ending just in case. And uh, and they brought him back anyways. And thank God, because uh, that's the fucking best. The next season is the best episode uh, season of of all time. Uh, yeah. So if I had to give this episode a letter grade and I do, I'm honestly, I'm going to give it a B plus. Mm. Mm. Yeah, fair. Vince, what would you what would you give this episode? Yeah, incredible episode, perfect capper to a perfect season. Uh, and there, therefore, I give it a solid B plus. Okay, all right, yeah. nice. Uh, Jack O'Brien, what would you give this episode? I mean, I would say it's kind of a cornerstone for you know everything that came before, uh, and then everything that's going to happen in I think the greatest season of television of all time. We get to meet Snoop, Chris, you know, yes. we get to uh, Michael, Dookie, yes, Randy, so, Donut, um, name it. It's yeah, it's it's important. Uh, it's entertaining, uh, amazingly rewatchable. I'd probably have to go with a B plus. Oh, all right. Yeah. Great. Well, I think it's B pluses all around for this episode of The Wire and A pluses all around for this season of Pod Yourself, The Wire. Jack O'Brien, thank you so much for coming on, talking about The Wire Thanks with us. Thanks for having me, guys. Appreciate it. Yeah. It was yeah. Great. Oh, where, where can people find you? You can find me on the podcast, The Daily Zeitgeist, eight days a week or eight, eight, <laughs> eight days, days um, a week. Yeah. No, four days a week, twice a day with my co-host, Miles Gray, and Miles on Gray. Twitter, Jack underscore O'Brien, and on our NBA podcast, Miles and Jack Got Mad Boosties. Check out all of those podcasts. Right now. Follow, follow right this second. And then follow uh, them on social media. They're so good. Jack O'Brien, thank you so much for coming on. You're the best. Oh, it's great. Great being here. Thank you. All right. Wires. Patreon.com slash broadcast. The oh wait, I forgot. 
I, uh, uh, one more clip I wanted to show. Too bad no. Jack Jack is gone. Want to watch a clip? Yeah. Okay, hold on. I got to hold on. One more clip. One more clip. Oh, where is it? Yeah, here it is. It's Johnny doing oh, this. Bus. I look, look like a this. tourist to you. Yeah, I swear to God. Looking like that, walking into an open-air drug market, why the hell would I think you'll spend my $5 on bus fare? <laughs> Shit. Because I already got my blast. <laughs> Uh, if you're listening at home once again uh the so what remember so the carver gives a smile that reminded me of the lord of the rings smiles Mm -hmm. at the end of return of the king and so i I spliced those in oh boy you're gonna love that on audio patreon.com slash broadcast eight dollar tier gets you a shout out vince we have uh the rest of the shout outs Oh, for uh, this season, um, and so it's a lot. The first is Andy Braun, who I need to give a special shout out because he has been double paying for a little while. He has Ooh. two email addresses, and he uh, messaged me. He said, "Oh fuck, I think I've been double paying for a while." So I was like, "Well, you're gonna, you know what? Uh, gonna give you a shout out." So let's give a shout out to Andy Braun. The motherfucking king. Yeah, I'm gonna call this guy Ava. Ava Braun, good. Yeah. yeah. Good. You'll he'll like that. Won't he? No, probably. Yeah, no. Okay. Yeah. Uh but shout out to you. And once again, uh message us if there's ever a problem, uh, and we'll help. Um we were able to refund ninety days, and that was it, uh, according to Patreon. Uh Lauren Boyd. Mm. Uh we're gonna call her Goggins. Love it. Wasn't Boyd a Goggins character? I think so. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I like Go- Goggins. Just a good name. Next is Brendan Kemp. Hmm, Brendan Kemp reminds me of that old uh, Sean Kemp. Uh, we're gonna call this guy Supersonic. Yeah, I got yep. there f- first in my brain. Did Next you? Is that what, I, did, well, I was trying to remember Sean Kemp's nickname, and I was like, I don't remember that he. I, mean, I know he had one, but whatever. he definitely had one. I forget what it is. I just, I just, my default is the Iceman. Mm. I feel like everyone thought they were the Iceman. Yeah. Um, next is Kevin Mason. Oh, we'll call this guy the Bricklayer. I love it. Very yeah. good. That's what. Mm-hmm. Next is Omar Isaiah Betts. Mm. Call he bets a lot, so call him call him Kenny Rogers. Uh, the, the gambler. I'm pretty sure that this is not his real name. And yep. that this is the full name of the guy whose nickname on the show The Wire is Snot Boogie. <laughs> um, so I, 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 that's my that's my feeling is that he's doing a little trivia with us. So, what did you give him the nickname? What did you say? Uh, the, the, the Kenny Rogers. Oh, is Kenny Rogers? Yeah. It's a good nickname. All mm-hmm. right, Omar Zaya Betts, aka Kenny Rogers. We love you. Next was someone who's only I could only find his first name and his last name was just a screen name. So uh, Ben Captain Redbeard, mm. Captain Red, more like Ben Dover, uh, Ben Dover, which is the capital of Delaware. That's why we're gonna call this guy Delaware. Very good. Mm-hmm. Next, Carm Cameron Andrews. Mm. <laughs> that is a, definitely a name that makes me think of numerous nicknames. Mm-hmm. Uh huh. Uh, mm-hmm. 
Julie Andrews. We call yeah, this guy yes. Sound of Music. There you, thank you. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> okay. Next is Jasper Chan. Jasper Chan. We call this guy the Tuxedo. That's I like that's it. That's the first Jackie Chan movie that I that's, remember just yep. now. I don't know why it was the Tuxedo. I think it was because Jennifer Love Hewitt was in that, wasn't she? Yeah, yeah. yeah I think. Uh, next is Jim Dykstra. Nails. Easy. Okay. That's Lenny Dykstra's nickname, you know? Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah no, I figured nails. it was a Lenny Dyke, Dykstra You know why they called him that? Because he had nails? Because he was tough? I don't know. I don't know either. Uh, Darren. Darren Bloomgren. Mm. Call this guy Springtime. Because. Yeah, Bloom, I got it. Yeah, all right. (laughs) (laughs) You don't have to. (laughs) Everyone got that immediately. Okay. Follow your train of thought there. Come on. Uh, Luke Hickey. Oh. Hickey. Yeah. Call this guy the cowboy. Because. He's kind of hickey, you know? He's like a hick, but he's... Oh, uh, yeah. okay. New yeah. angle. Mm-hmm. Uh, what did you think I was going to do? Something like the bruiser? like well, Yeah, the bruiser, yeah. like a neck sucker, you know, sucky fucky. Um, mm-hmm. No, I like that. That's good. Uh, next, Ryan Perry. Platinum Ryan Perry. I love it. It mm-hmm. works. Yeah. Uh, I just more... use other people named Perry's nicknames to make No, it. that's anyway. good. Mm-hmm. Uh, next is John Carrillo. Yep. This guy's... Carrillo, he's like a cigarillo, we call this guy, Swisher. Swisher, very mm-hmm. good. Mm-hmm. Uh, Scott Bridger. Oh, he's taking a drink of water. Let's take a second. Mm-hmm. Tunnels. Oh, very good. Yep. Oh, yep. my God. Good for him. Uh, next, uh, finally, Taylor Apperley. Mm. Well, I'm going to just call this guy X because that's what I renamed all of my apps. I love it. It's a All re- we're apps. doing a re- we're in a rebrand of X gone. Take it from me. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, that is all of the shoutouts for the remainder of season three. Once again, uh, if you have uh, been an eight dollar donor, you haven't heard your name yet. Please, you can email us and let us know. Frogcast at gmail.com for all your questions, comments, and concerns. Vince, what is the googly voice number? 415-275-0030. All right, everyone. Thanks again so much for listening to this entire season and watching this entire season of Pod Yourself the Wire. And until next season, if you come at the king, you you best best not miss. Bye. Bye. Johnny went down to Amsterdam.
Sucking on dicks and eating on clicks and then sucking more dicks. Yeah, I like to suck dick, bitch. I like to eat the clits. And then I fuck. up just a little bit uh, all right
clip that montage we'll play right now and uh, do it right here and then fuck nope wrong button oh jeez you guys oh, oh god oh, where's oh, the boy. ending montage I, bubbles and bunny carcetti oh, jimmy old Gilly, Gilly, really, Gilly, really, really screwed fucking, it up again oh god there it is when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.